0: Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go.
1: Okay, thanks for being on iSmart Podcast. Today we have Mickey Ferry. Mickey Ferry is the founder and president of Economics Athletes, and he's an economist at Inside Economics. So, uh, Mickey, thanks for being on the show. Could you tell us, you know, what is it to be an economist, and how did you get into this whole thing?
2: Oh, great to be here, Tom. Thank you. Uh, well, so I mean, I really view economics as the intersection between business, math, and psychology, and I've spent uh, years being an economist now, I have a PhD uh, uh, in economics from the University of Chicago, and I studied there under Steve Levitt, the author of Freakonomics. And really what we do is is kind of analyze any kind of real world complex situation, boil it down to what are the key factors that matter, and then do our best to quantify those uh, those key factors.
1: Interesting. So, so me being, you know, a business owner uh, and knowing other business owners, how would you be of a benefit to our company and what time would you, would we reach out to you and need your services?
2: Sure. Well, at, at Insight economics, there's really two kind of bulk areas of work I do. One is specifically in the legal environment around patent infringement and trademark infringement lawsuits. So if you're ever in one of those, I mean, these cases are huge between technology companies and also pharmaceutical companies. If someone's infringing on someone else's patent, they can be liable to pay millions of dollars of damages. Yeah. And and uh, you know, you can think of the classic Apple Samsung cases for example where, you know, Apple and or Samsung spent years developing technology and then the other one can just go ahead and copy it and start to make money off of it. So there are penalties for that. And what so when those cases end up going to trial, And expert economists like myself will come in, uh, gather a whole bunch of data from the companies, look at, uh, you know, all sorts of information, uh, both internal private information from the companies and then also external market information. And what we do is we determine the value of the patent. So, you know, a certain patent we can say is worth five or ten dollars per phone. And they sold 100 million phones so that, you know, could be it's fine. a pretty
1: valuable patent, yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Um, so how did so you so you just went to? Is this something you focused on in school, and like this is something you wanted to do for for a long time? Have you just kind of got full time into it and really enjoy it now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, now I'm into it and I really enjoy it. To be honest, I didn't even know this field existed until I got into yeah, me the field. Not really. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really it. Uh, it's a really niche field, but. But it's you know it's fascinating because we get to deal with real world data. So during the PhD program at at U Chicago, I uh, found out this was a pretty common track. I'd say for economics PhDs, a lot a lot go into academia and uh, become professors. A lot now are going into the private sector and working directly for companies like Amazon or Google. Um, Amazon is actually now one of the biggest employers of economists. There's at least two or three hundred economics PhDs at Amazon doing pricing models and all sorts of things Very there around, around how customers interact with the website. But then this, this field of, of, uh, you know, kind of legal, uh, legal economic consulting is a pretty big one for economists. And what I studied a lot of during the PhD was, uh, uh, so we call it industrial organization within the economics world, which is how a specific industry is organized. So you focus, Focus really on one industry, everything from the raw materials up through the supply chain, and then how different markups you know, different markups happen along the way, and then you know from the consumer side, why consumers demand certain features of products and what they're willing to pay, and then how those how those prices are determined and how the market shares are determined
1: yeah I mean it sounds like you know if a person doesn't want to do those kind of things and is not a huge uh, analysis kind of individual, you would come in and kind of you know alleviate a lot of the stress associated with that and do a lot of correction you know courses, kind of um, pivot from one direction to another if necessary. So, so is it that people or business owners would bring you in more so you know when there's kind of like a problem or an issue, or what kind of time frame do they usually bring you into the company?
2: That's a great question, yeah, I would say. We, I'm, I'm probably not best suited for very early stage. Like if you're still trying to figure out how to get your first customer or your first 10 or hundred customers, uh, you know, not ready for, uh, for an economist yet, but when you have a lot of data, uh, you know, a hundred to a thousand customers when you've generated maybe a couple million in revenue total, and you're really trying to figure out how to get from that, like the most efficient path to get from maybe two to 5 million in revenue up to that 50 to a hundred million in revenue stage. That's where an economist can really come in and, and help you
1: understand like what. Yeah, this is super is, interesting yeah. um, because it, it almost sounds as if when you when you talk about these things in, in my mind, it goes like you're some kind of a coach, like a business coach or something like that but instead of being labeled like that, cause there's a million, everyone's a business coach. You don't even have to have any kind of skills. You could just be an entrepreneur that just wants to like encourage people and meet with them on you know, a monthly basis. And then you know, just <laughs> say, keep going, you know, and give them some ideas here. And they pay $5,000 a month to have you as a coach. And that's, this is so common. Like, and it's, it's kind of frustrating because I've known so many of those individuals. I'm sure you do as well. What sets you apart from being one of those guys?
2: No, that's a great question. I mean, when I think about building a successful business, it can be really challenging and there and it can feel like there's just so many things you have to get right. But what I find the reality is there's there's really just a few things any business has to get really right, and if you get if you know what the key things that your business has to focus on are, if you can identify those well and stay focused on them and get those few things right, then you know those small details they just they just fall into place. And I think, as an economist, where I can provide value is in uh, kind of organizing the information for you. If if it's a business owner who doesn't really like numbers or shies away from numbers, and they and they don't have anyone on their staff who really who really can understand the numbers in the markets well, that's where I can provide a whole lot of value. Definitely, and, uh, helping kind of like identify what the key two or three things to really focus on.
1: Yeah, de- um, you know, sounds like you're pretty qualified for it. So. You know, the show is primarily focused on ways of creating multiple streams of income um, and how entrepreneurs have been able to do this in business. You know, as an economist going into a business, are you helping them identify different streams of revenue that they can create within their within their business?
2: Uh, Potentially, yeah, yeah, I have done some of that work too.
1: Okay, Yeah. yeah, that's a it's a it's an interesting subject because a lot of times I think in business you know uh the reason why that the reason why a lot of businesses fails because they keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again without any kind of external um, opinions or analysis or anything like that And they're like well everything's fine and then mm. something like a pandemic you know hits the country and they don't have any of their business online and all of a sudden they go under so you know so, w- would would you recommend that kind of what what stage in your business do you think you would just have someone like yourself come in and just do an analysis? You know, is it like the half point? Is it to a point where maybe they're doing you know a couple million dollars in revenue a year? Is there a certain client number that they that you, that you would recommend like having someone come in there so that they you know they don't get hit by something like this pandemic and then mm-hmm. destroy their ten years of their life?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. And again, I'd stick to about that. About that, you know, like more than one to two million in revenue number. Like once you've kind of generated that within a year or two, and it doesn't have to be uh one to two million per year, it could be like over the course of two or three years, you've you've generated a total of one to two million dollars. And what's what's unclear to a lot of business owners at that stage is what the potential market size is. Uh I mean, so one of my favorite books is Crossing the Chasm. And I love that one because it's like, in the first stage of a business, you get those visionary customers, you get those early adopters, you get the people who are willing to try just like the crappiest version of your product that's that's out there and and maybe it's not too refined yet, but they, they really believe in your mission. And those are the first customers you get. But that group of people might be pretty small, although there might be kind of that next level of customers uh, that, that you, you may have to change your marketing a little bit, you may have to find them from new sources, and again, you don't know, is that is that potential market size $10 million or $100 million? And right. if you were to kind of make a uh, make a slight revision to your product, or, or even like a smaller version of your product for a lower price, you might be able to expand the market a lot more.
1: Yeah. And that's like just either adding a product or changing a product or do something like that, which would then create another stream of revenue, which is exactly what you know, we're looking for. Um, perfect. So the last thing we want to talk about in the show, uh, you know, it's about a 15 or 20 minute podcast. So, um, you know, with the, the pandemic and everything that's going on, you know, how, how have you become a benefit to these business owners like during this time? I'm sure you've been very busy, um, you know, and so how, how have you been able to bring value?
2: Believe it or not, I have. Yeah, I I was joking with one of my colleagues the other day that you know an economic crisis is is actually I mean sometimes it can be great for uh, for economists in the short term because we end up getting a lot That's of phone work. calls. <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I will. What I'll say is, what is interesting is there are industries that have not been affected, and those seem to be the ones that that are are ringing for us. So I mean the the breadth of industries I'm able to work in is really interesting like I, I've been able to work in the environmental uh, industry recently uh, companies related to like hardware and software security and then and then also consumer products and it's just kind of all over the map in terms of on uh, terms of cases and industries I would say that the courts have really slowed down uh, in mm-hmm. terms of holding trials and holding hearings they they're still you know, during COVID, uh some judges are holding virtual hearings over over uh Zoom. So then go virtual. <laughs> yeah. So we'll you know, we're just taking it day by day and seeing how it goes.
1: Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So um so so just as far as like a general consensus, you know, just keep things going moving forward, it is this is probably a good time to at least analyze your numbers, get your, you know, your data in, make some pivots if if necessary, um, and don't find yourself in court, right? <laughs>
2: I would say so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you are in a lawsuit, uh, I think having a good strategy around when to settle and how much you want to settle for is definitely something, something you should put a lot of thought into.
1: Okay. Very cool. Um, so the last thing is just like how, you know, you can provide a lot of value to different business owners, like at different stages. So how would how would uh, they get a hold of you? like what's the best way to get in contact with you, Mickey?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So just visit uh, www.insighteconomics.com and we've got a contact form on there. and uh, you know we have uh, different descriptions of our services, whether it's legal, whether it's business plan, whether it's a uh, you know just a company or an asset valuation. We've got different descriptions of the services there, but it's one contact form. And and you know, you fill it in and and tell us about your situation and then and then we usually just are able to set up a call within twenty four hours and and have an initial phone call about it. And I think the great thing is I'll, I'll talk to anyone for 30 to 60 minutes for free. So, so
1: yeah, no, you know, you've done a, you've done a great job and you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of valuable information. So, so you heard of people, if you guys are interested, um, in utilizing Mickey and, um, maybe just getting a quick analysis of your business, a free analysis in your business during these times, I think that it would be incredibly valuable. He'd be able to provide a lot of, a lot of, uh, maybe different, different perspective, Uh, different information so that way you can continue to grow. So um, thanks for being on the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show a little bit later.
2: All right. Thank you so much, Tom. It was great to be here.
0: Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart podcast.